0: Listener Production.
1: US and European stocks ease overnight as investors look forward to a clutch of central bank outcomes. And the Australian share market expected to get off to a softer start
0: with a spotlight on the People's Bank of China announcing loan prime rates. I'm
1: Tom. I'm Craig. It's Wednesday, the 20th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Tom. I almost called you Ryan, although you share very few physical qualities. (laughs) Your wisdom uh, is uh, on a similar plane. So what stood out to you last night as far as the market's concerned, Craig? We're heading into a rather important part of the week.
0: Yes, the uh, treading water is probably you know, the phrase to use. because we've got so many central banks. Uh, I mean, our focus is on the United States Central Bank, the Federal Reserve announcing the decision uh, tomorrow morning, uh, our time at around about 4am Sydney. Uh, but there's something like a dozen central banks that are going to be reporting on uh, interest rates and their, their outlook um, over the next
1: couple of days. Indeed. Uh, there's a lot to keep track of there. So I suppose it depends on where you are treading water whether or not you're in the shallows or in the uh, in the deeper part of the ocean it feels like the latter but just to quickly run through the price moves overnight on Wall Street we tended to see stocks gravitate lower the Dow Jones finished down 0.2% there were declines of 0.1% for the, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq each as far as European markets were concerned they were I suppose you know it was a line ball. You had the UK market just in positive territory. Mm. The French market a little bit higher. Mm. Uh, the German DAX down point four of a percent. Stock 600 uh, index was just in negative territory. Of course, investors in Europe anticipating a number of central bank decisions, as you pointed out. Uh, but the Bank of England is the one that's probably getting the most scrutiny at the moment. They're expected to raise rates by a quarter of a percent, but. They have got an inflation problem over there, haven't they, Craig? And it's a question of whether or not they push the boat out a little bit in terms of their conversation and the need to get inflation under control.
0: Yes, they certainly do have an issue there. And um, the, the interesting, yes, is the contrast between yes, a country like you know, the United Kingdom and China. The concern about China is, is still more in terms of deflation rather than inflation. And then you've got the the Bank of England trying to control the the U.K. inflationary situation. Um, I I think if you look at some of the other economies, we're doing okay. We're basically wait and see in terms of getting our inflation under control. And we'll hear from the the U.S. Federal Reserve uh, later tonight. uh, Of course, the the focus is not just on the decision, because it's widely expected that the interest rates will remain unchanged, But it's the dot plot.
1: Yes, the dot plot, as we often discuss. And there's so much discussion about it. But really, when you undress it, it's just another prediction. It's another forecast. Mm. Yes, it's a lofty one. And it comes from some of the most illuminated minds in the world when it comes to economies and interest rates uh, and, and the like. But it's still... Fallible.
0: Yeah, still fallible, but um, gives an indication of where, where where the Federal Reserve members are seeing things. The, the expectation is that um, uh, that while they may leave interest rates unchanged uh, at this meeting that they're currently involved in, looking ahead to November, we could get rate hike there. So in terms of the economic data overnight... Um, Housing starts falling by 11.3% in August. That sort of suggests that things are a little bit softer in yes, the, the housing area. The lowest levels for housing starts since June of 2020. But of course, with the economists, there's always on the one hand and on the other hand. And uh, uh, building permits were up by 6.9% in August. That was well above Uh, what was expected. So that's the early stage of uh, construction as well. If building permits are rising, you are likely to see higher housing starts down down the track. So a bit of a wash, I suppose, in in terms
1: of those figures. Indeed. I mean, housing starts can be volatile as a series, but I suppose the point to make out is that we have seen uh, both long and short-term interest rates march higher over the course of recent months. And what we're seeing at present is them bumping up against their Uh, recent highs. Uh, Overnight, we had two-year Treasury notes up five basis points to 5.11, a 10-year note up five basis points as well, 4.36. I suppose what we're seeing at the moment, Craig, is a disquiet, at least, when it comes to the outlook, when it comes to price pressures. This move higher for oil prices is beginning to get people a little bit fidgety, uh, I suppose it's one thing to get a pulse, but it's another thing when you are going to entertain the idea of a consolidating. If you saw oil prices, for argument's sake, at $100 a barrel, mm. uh, everything that is being thought of and discussed around a pause when it comes to rate hikes, cuts uh, would seem to be a pipe dream under those circumstances. How would you refute that?
0: Well, you, you can't refute it, and the, the central banks are very much focused on it. We saw from the, the Reserve Bank yesterday mentioning higher petrol prices, and the concern for them is inflationary expectations, that uh, what we'll see is the higher oil prices. Uh, consumers will say, look, prices are rising significantly. Um, I don't think inflation is going to get back to the 2 to 3% target band. And uh, as a result, they'll start you know, so setting in their rates, the rates, the businesses, what, what they charge, yes, you know, so the landlords, putting in 5% or 10% uh, increases in, in their prices. And so the good news in Australia yesterday was the inflationary expectations actually did fall to 4.9%. They had been as high as 6.8% over
1: the last couple of years. So they've moved in the right direction here in Australia. But you could almost make the case that those inflationary expectations, which were so comforting, really, that the uh, the ebbing of those concerns over the course of the first half of the year were very good, but they're almost now antiquated, uh, given what you've seen most recently with uh, energy prices. You almost have to go back to square one. They haven't
0: done us any great favours, have they, no. the, the OPEC oil ministers? And uh, we also had the, the report by Reuters overnight that Russia's government is considering imposing export duties on all types of oil products of US $250 per metric tonne. That's much higher than current fees from October of this year to June 2024 to tackle fuel shortages.
1: Mm. Now, that's well, they'll another... largely be taxing Indian... And Chinese uh, customers in that regard. So, to your point around oil prices, we saw a slight moderation overnight. In the case of Brent crude, it was down by 0.1% to 94.34 a barrel. Uh, The US benchmark, West Texas Intermediate, was at uh, 91.20 a barrel. That was down by 0.3%, but consolidating at the highest levels in 12 months. It's certainly something to be watching very carefully. Other things to note, Craig, you know what stood out for me last night? Canadian inflation. Oh, yes. Uh, Yes. So, you know, Canada has been an important economy to watch because they have been Very aggressive in the early stages of their rate-hiking campaign uh, with the Bank of Canada. Uh, They seem to do a great job. You had inflation well under control, and we saw eight consecutive months of declines recently when it came to uh, headline inflation. At least we've seen two consecutive months of accelerating inflation, having uh, bottomed out in, in June. Now it's looking quite uncomfortable. The headline rising to four percent from three point three percent previously. That was well above what the market had anticipated. Considering that you saw this measure at two point eight percent in mm. the middle of the year, to have it at four percent, it really is a cautionary note in terms of how quickly prices can rebound.
0: And the, the fingers were pointed at gasoline prices it's a major
1: driver of the inflation over the last month. Indeed. So that would have been at the margins in terms of contributing to that pulse higher for interest rate markets overnight, albeit, as I said previously, a, a modest one. Now, the OECD, they've uh, lowered their global growth outlook. What sort of weight do you attach to this type of uh, forecast, Craig? Little or, nothing. <laughs> Little or nothing. Craig, I'm surprised you're normally very deferential to uh, to institutions. Um, yes, I think you know it's reasonable to say that by the time a, an institution like the World Bank or the IMF or the OECD come out with a forecast. Uh, Private forecasters have been doing this for months and that probably applies here.
0: I I think it's a good read. I mean, yes, it's always nice to have the International Monetary Fund or the OECD coming out with their report about where they see
1: things going. For me, it's a bit of a clock. So by the time you have, as I said, the institutions coming out with their moves, I always think, okay, so they're the last trying to leave the station, the private forecasters are probably thinking about something else and you kind of want to think, are they tweaking their thinking? The challenge here is whether or not this move higher for for energy, for rates, begins to see a more cautionary approach towards very soft growth forecasts uh, that are already in place. And so that's really the risk, isn't it?
0: It is the risk. And um, I suppose one of the other influences that uh, are at play at the moment is the fact that the job markets are holding up so remarkably well across all countries. By now, you would have expected businesses to to be cutting back on on staff and then yes, uh, you're providing that um, uh, impulse in terms of inflationary expectations yes, coming down. But uh, uh, people, yes, remain in, in their jobs. They're very cautious about their, their spending. What you're also seeing for, for businesses at the moment is they're passing on those higher costs to consumers.
1: So I suppose the point here is, Craig, you know, um, business conditions and business confidence have been holding up uh, very well in terms of the NAB survey, which is the benchmark, but we are beginning to see divergences when you look forward. Is this the sort of thing that might start to tip those measures over the line which have been incredibly resilient today?
0: Well, you know that I'm a glass half full <laughs> rather than a glass half empty. I, I'm, I'm of the view that what we're seeing is uh, businesses are finding it harder now to be able to pass on higher costs. So, therefore, they're looking at their their own expenses, they're looking at jobs, and we are going to see a softening of the job market yesterday from, from here. Uh, we're not going to see um, businesses passing through prices to, to the same extent that they were. Just because uh, they
1: won't be capable of doing it.
0: Won't be capable of doing it. And what we're going to see is um, uh, inflation continuing to edge its way, way lower. It's, it's hard work, um, but I think we're at that stage now where businesses can't you know, afford to just pass on just the cost. Well, what they're going to do is lose business as a result of that. And, and um, we've seen it in terms of the SEEK uh, job ads of, of yesterday and some of the job market indicators. Job vacancies are uh, well down on, on a year ago. And uh, we are seeing that softening of the job market starting.
1: Indeed. So let's just uh, wrap it up. Uh, the futures are pointing to a decline for the local share market when we kick off later on this morning, albeit a modest one under the circumstances, down by around 0.1% of a percent. Uh, the spy at the close of trade. Uh, the Aussie dollar, you know, I've been struck by its resilience lately at 64.5 US cents. But then I suppose when you consider the uh, thumping it got uh Coming down from that 68, 69 area not too long ago. Uh, I suppose the market sort of foresaw everything that's going on at the moment. That's why we're not selling off towards the downside below 64 US cents.
0: You've got that support from um, uh, energy prices, uh, not just oil, but yes, you know, so the thermal, we've called LNG. Uh, some of the commodity prices are a little bit firmer at the moment. So that's helping, yes, the Aussie dollar. Um, as you say, you know, it's likely to get off to a softer start, yes, you know, sort of. Um, uh, as we wait the decision down around about you know, sort of 12 points, you know, so the, the futures. Uh, we've got the Westpac leading index released today. Not too much focus on that, but you know, so the leading Important index. There. Uh, company news, KMD, Brand, Sigma Healthcare and Novonix are expected to release trading updates. And we've got ex-dividend from
1: Flight Center. One of the most shorted stocks in the ASX 200. So that'll be interesting to see how it performs in the next couple of days. Thanks for your company this morning, Craig. Thank you, Tom. And thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.